Hello, and welcome to our podcast, the next in our series on sanctions and related market conduct and financial crime issues. My name is Catherine Pluck, and I'm a senior knowledge lawyer here at Norton Rose Fulbright. Today, I'm joined by David Harris, who is one of the co-heads of our contentious financial services group here in London. And we're going to discuss some key recent developments regarding sanctions for regulated firms. David, the first development which I wanted to touch on is the red alert for the private sector, which was published by Offsy and the NCA last month. Um, and this describes the typical techniques used by Russian elites to attempt to evade financial sanctions. Could you please tell us a bit more about this? Yes, of course. Thank you, Kat. And uh, hello, everyone. So the alert which you mentioned uh, was issued by the National Economic Crime Centre, or NEC, uh, which is a multi-agency unit in the NCA and also OFSI, uh, working in conjunction with law enforcement and private sector partners. Uh, the intention behind the alert is for firms to use it to complement existing knowledge on the common techniques uh, that designated persons and the UK enablers are suspected to be using to evade financial sanctions, um, and also to support ongoing improvements to firms' business procedures in this area. Um, the alert also reminds firms of their reporting obligations in relation to sanctions, in addition to making SARS where applicable and firms reporting obligations to OFSI, uh, the NCA says that it would also welcome any uh, information identified by firms as a result of the alert, which does not constitute a SAR uh, and gives an email address for providing this. Although I should say the point on um, welcoming any information has raised some questions in the regulated sector about what is intended by that. Uh, firstly, where there is no legal basis to do so. Uh, and secondly, it may lead to uh, even more information taking up the NCA's resources, uh, which, is, which is ultimately um, of little uh, or no value to them. So while not something that is binding on firms, uh, the alert could be used as part of a process to evaluate uh, and update their existing sanctions due diligence processes uh, and systems and controls. That sounds useful for firms and something which they need to be paying close attention to. What are some of the typical evasion techniques mentioned in the alert for firms to be aware of? So in terms of invasion methods for firms to be aware of, uh, the alert highlights that, um, and as you might expect, uh, designated persons will seek to transfer assets and funds uh, directly and indirectly uh, to jurisdictions where sanctions are not in place, such as the UAE, uh, Turkey uh, and China, uh, and, and that to move funds, it is likely that designated persons will explore alternative payment methods, um, including the use of crypto assets, uh, which we'll, we'll come on to discuss in a bit more detail later. Um, according to the alert, the NCA and NEC would partic uh, work particularly closely with the FCA uh, in relation to money laundering through the crypto assets. And, and um, as I say, we'll come on to, um, to, to, to talk about that in a bit more detail. The alert also notes that it is likely that certain uh, national states that continue to support Russia uh, may seek to purchase discounted oil and gas, uh, as well as supply Russia with military hardware uh, and other controlled goods or services. Uh, it is noted that uh, this can present opportunities for designated entities and their enablers to circumvent asset freezes. Uh, in addition, the alert sets out a number of sanctions evasion indicators for firms, uh, which have been identified through, amongst other things, uh, the casework of the combating kleptocracy Excel, which we have mentioned in a previous podcast, and, uh, and risk monitoring by private industry. The alert uh, groups those indicators under three headings. Uh, firstly, those for the detection of frozen asset transfers, 
such as multiple beneficial ownership changes um, synchronized with new sanctions designations. Uh, secondly, indicators for the detection of enablers, such as intelligence indicating suspicious uh, consulting invoices at, at clearly non-market rates. Uh, and finally, indicators for the detection of suspicious payments, uh, such as payments via a fintech uh, with a Russian uh, investor nexus. Uh, further, the alert sets out some, some industry recommendations for firms in this area. These include that firms should assess complex corporate structures carefully uh, as a component of their enhanced due diligence uh, for high-risk clients, querying the, the commercial justification for such structures. Um, although one point uh, or, or clarification, I suppose, that the alert does not address is that complex corporate structures on their own uh, do not mean there is a, an intention to evade sanctions or other laws. And of course, there, there may be a number of lawful reasons um, as to why those structures are, are, are in place. So just something, something to keep in mind in that context. Um, as a general comment on the alert, uh, in recent months, there's been a of course, an unprecedented quantity of sanctions designations um, that have been introduced. And the alert illustrates the substantial exposure uh, that many sectors have to sanctions evasion. The alert also provides a, a failure uh, to undertake appropriate due diligence. So for example, willful blindness uh, in relation to the source of funds or wealth checks should be considered a red flag for complicity uh, and both breach and or, and or circumvention offences. So, uh, so we're not binding on firms, as I mentioned earlier, and, and some areas of the alert are quite general. Uh, it is important for firms to be familiar with its contents and, and where applicable, apply it to any review uh, of your sanctions compliance program. Agreed. The alert sounds like a key resource for firms in this area. Uh, moving on now to the next update, um, you mentioned when discussing the alert um, money laundering through crypto assets. And I'm aware that there have been some updates here, um, given the publication of two new sanctions regulations last month, um, the Sanctions EU Miscellaneous Amendments Regulations 2022 and the Sanctions EU Miscellaneous Amendments Number 2 Regulations 2022. These come into effect at the end of this month. Could you please tell us a bit more about the incoming changes here? Sure. So, the, so amongst other things, the regulations that you've, that you've mentioned there extend the definition of relevant firms uh, that have financial sanctions reporting obligations to include uh, crypto asset exchange providers and custodian wallet providers. Um, and as many of those listening uh, now will know, there is a, a requirement for relevant firms as defined in, in the sanctions regulations to notify OFSI of certain information as soon as practicable uh, when encountering a designated person in the course of their business. And this requirement applies to relevant firms in the UK uh, or under UK jurisdiction, including people uh, working, uh, working for them. And as you've mentioned, this expanded definition uh, will come into effect on uh, 30 August. And in advance of this, OFSI is hosting uh, a webinar on 11 August to help crypto exchange providers and custodian wallet providers understand these new obligations. That's right, firms interested in attending this webinar can sign up by emailing OFSI. Crypto assets also feature in the final update which I want to touch on today, which is the FCA's letter to the Treasury Select Committee on Economic Sanctions regarding Russia, which was also published last month. What are some of the key points from this letter for firms? So the letter that, that you mentioned there is the, is the FCA setting out responses to a number of questions raised by the Treasury Select Committee uh, in relation to the FCA's responsibilities regarding financial sanctions. 
uh, as well as the FCA's broader response uh, to the recent expansion of financial sanctions against Russia. I think the key takeaway for regulated firms from this letter is that having given firms a reasonable period to respond to the new sanctions, it has now increased its assessment work on sanctions controls to proactively test compliance. So amongst other things, the FCA is starting to roll out a new analytics-based tool uh, which objectively tests how effective firms are uh, at identifying sanctioned parties using test data that it actually generates. So as part of the assessment, the FCA will send firms a list of approximately 100,000 entities, which, which then tests if their systems can identify the sanctioned uh, entities effectively. Uh, as highlighted in our podcast on sanctions enforcement, uh, assessing the adequacy of, of regulated firm sanctions and, and controls uh, does form part of the FCA's assessment of a firm's wider financial crime systems and, and controls. So, so whilst the FCA does not enforce the sanctions regime in the UK, uh, when a firm has breached the regime or indeed uh, if there are indications of a potential breach, uh, this can indicate material weaknesses of, of a relevant financial crime system uh, and or control. And the FCA reiterates in the letter uh, that in this case, um, they would consider taking action outside of any potential enforcement action, which, which, is, which is taken by OFSI. Um, and so we may expect to see more coordination between, between uh, the FCA and, and, uh, and OFSI going, going forward. Um, also of note for firms, the FCA states in the letter that so far, the issues it has identified in this area tend to be around the effectiveness of firms' customer sanction screening processes um, at onboarding and on an ongoing base, basis, with some weaknesses also found. Uh, in firms' approach to real-time payment screening. Uh, the FCA also notes that there are differences uh, in firms' approaches to screening, particularly depending uh, on whether they operate manual or automatic sanction screening systems. Uh, and in light of this, the FCA has sent a tailored communication uh, to those firms which operate manual screening processes to assure that these remain appropriate uh, in the context of the uh, evolving sanctions regime, uh, which is becoming... Uh, ever complex. Yes, it sounds like this letter is a useful reminder for firms that they really need to keep on top of developments in this area, including guidance and adjust their financial crime systems and controls um, as needed to respond to developments. As firms may be aware, the FCA has created a dedicated section on its website to assist with this, providing firms with information related to the Russian invasion, including sanctions. Um, I mentioned earlier that the FCA letter to the Treasury Select Committee also touches on crypto assets. To finish today's podcast, what are the key takeaways from the letter on this? So in the, in the letter, the, the FCA recognises that there are risks that crypto assets could be used to circumvent sanctions, uh, but it says that, that it has assessed that the risks are much lower uh, in FCA-registered crypto asset firms. Um, interestingly, at the date of publication of the letter, uh, the FCA had 35 firms registered under the Money Laundering Regulations 2017, and these firms use third-party blockchain analysis as part of their financial crime con controls. Um, so a relatively small number there, and according to the FCA, they should be, should be able to highlight uh, exposure to sanctions evasion, um, as well as other financial crime risks. Uh, although despite this, the FCA maintains frequent communication uh, with key industry participants in the crypto asset sector and maintains a robust intelligence capability to ensure that it is aware of any significant developments in this space, including uh, indications that the role of crypto and sanctions evasion may be changing um, as the sanctions themselves do. 
the FCA notes in the, in the letter that it has identified a number of crypto firms that appear to be active in the UK, but which have failed to apply for FCA registration. And we have seen the FCA make the, the, the name of these firms public uh, to alert consumers uh, and firms to their existence. Thank you for these updates, David. They demonstrate once again the fast-moving nature of this area and the need for firms to devote adequate time and resource to keep on top of and implement required changes. For future updates, please visit our Beyond Sanctions hub on the Norton Rose Fulbright website, as well as our Regulation Tomorrow blog. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.